Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Border Security with Christy Hutcherson. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And today is Tuesday, January 31st, the end of the month in the year 2023. We've now made it through one full month of the new year don't have nuclear war yet. Our banking system hasn't collapsed quite yet. China's still in the spiral down. Russia is still in Ukraine. And surprise, surprise, our border is like Swiss cheese and there's tens of thousands of illegals flowing into our nation in the name of woke politics. And so tonight we're going to get to listen to somebody who has literally been on the border, the full 2,000 miles of our southern border, and to a large degree, much of the northern border. Her name, her name is Christy Hutcherson, and she leads the group Women Fighting for America. She does some amazing work. She has a great team, and they spend real time down on the border documenting what's actually going on. And it's dark and probably worse than most of us realize. Before we begin tonight, Patriots, make sure in this crisis time, and this is a crisis time for our nation, something to be very cognizant of, that our country has been hijacked. We have a administration it's calling itself the executive branch or at least is consuming the executive branch it's not calling itself that it's calling our hand puppet calls himself a president the dementia joe guy but we have an, an administration who has taken over the executive branch through various inf- methods of infiltration that is literally being run by foreign governments china is probably the biggest player we have saudi arabia venezuela there's others that are all running that upper that executive branch, including lobbyists and the dirtbaggery that comes out of our corporate Wall Street world. They have only one objective, how to make more money, and they'll sell their soul for whatever is necessary to do that. And right now, many of them have sold their soul to the Communist Party of China, which leads us to these horrific strategies and ultimately leads us to the continued squeeze on the American public to try to break our will and force us to comply into their draconian and hellish ways. One of those things we need to be cognizant of is protecting your wealth. That's why we have Birch Gold. Are the Biden administration's New Year's goals of tax and spend and turned a blind eye to inflation at odds with your goals of securing your savings? When you finally had enough of the games government is playing with your savings and retirement, diversify into gold with Birch Gold. I am tired of my money being impacted by stupid decisions by leaders in Washington. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, and stock market crashes. And here's the great news. You can still get it. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the word BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Protect yourself with gold today by texting BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to the number 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews. Secure your future with gold. Start today with a free info kit. There is zero obligation to make this request. Just text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. Birch Gold. Again, text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. This is the best way to start the new year. So texting BARTS and 989898, you won't be disappointed. Patriots, there's a really good article that was published today in the Gateway Pundit. It's titled, Deep State Metastasized. The answer is in the hands of each citizen. 
It's written by, as a guest post by John L. Catchelman Jr. I want to just, he goes through a really good argument looking back at the period of the Roman Empire, and he also does a great job of integrating Habakkuk in one of the, in, as the discussion, as he's talking to God about bringing justice. But he closes with this paragraph, which I think is worthy of, of saying here. It is time for the general population to realize the tragic state in which our nation has devolved. Hatred, division, and ungodliness headline a long list of accepted actions that are unraveling the fabric of our nation's conscience. The answer is not the state's power, but the hands of but what's in the hands of the people. There is a call to action. We, the people, must hold the elected accountable, prosecute punishment for the criminals, prosecute and punish the criminals. We must do that. And that's ultimately going to fall in our hands. And this is why we have a discussion like tonight when we start to really look at what's going on down here at the border, just how horrific it is. The entire replacement plan that they've put in motion, which is all based on chain migration. Once they get a few in, then they're able to bring their families and their extended families and their families all in and try to replace the, the very people that they've also tried to kill. Let's just put things, keep things in mind as we go forward and not lose the vector on this thing. We are dealing with a bioweapon right now that was deployed on the innocent people of the United States. The concept was engineered by members within our government that what we call the deep state. The more that we unravel that, that composes a group of people, some of which are part of the SCS class, Senior Executive Service, others of which are financiers, banksters, people that work out of Wall Street. There is a mass group of these people that whether they were willfully compliant, instrumental in developing it, or just silent in its destruction, have gone along with a plan to deploy an injection, which was never tested, which was actually by the Pentagon standards considered a countermeasure for the sole purpose of transforming this society in a way against the free will of the people. Transforming I use because it was a war waged upon us for purposes yet not totally clear. Some of it, yes, is to force and break the United States as the main obstacle to the World Economic Forum and their agenda. But worse is this idea that there are people within these sectors even people that are calling them your friends and calling themselves patriots that believe that a forced transition of humanity into a cybernetic world, transforming humanity to transhumans was in the only answer to save the world. We didn't get a vote in that. They voted on it for us. They decided that future for us and they knew that we would resist because they knew that we wouldn't go along with a large percentage of the people that believe this godless belief that humans had to transition into a world now that integrated AI and into our bodies. The answer is very simple. Their path consumes, whether it's the dark evil path of Les Schwab or the more friendly path of Elon Musk, both of them arrive at the same place. And that is that people will integrate into AI. So you can choose the happy face on one side of the coin, or you can choose the maniacal's Satanist on the other. Both paths lead the same way. What they aren't saying and what we must decide ourselves is, is this a path that we want to be part of? Do we want anything to do with AI? And in so doing, that means that we have a choice. And that third path is unplug it and ditch it. But in the meantime, we have a war being waged against us from many vectors. And part of that is this southern border and northern border issue as well, which we're going to talk about tonight. So before we go, one last comment. Just make sure that you are building a good, solid home defense plan. It's going to be important because as we move forward, you can expect to see a degradation in the ability of law enforcement to do its job. You know how passionate I am about our Constitution and especially the Second Amendment, but just as passionate about being responsible and protecting my family. I discovered the perfect way to train with your firearm in the comfort of your own home and continue to improve your skills. It's called iTarget Pro, and this system is a game changer for me. All I did was download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into my firearm, and start training. The system develops muscle memory, reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and much more. Right now, save 10% 
Plus get free shipping with the offer code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, when you go to itargetpro.com. With the cost of ammo through the roof, this is the perfect solution for you. That's the letter I, targetpro.com, itargetpro.com. The offer code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. This is something you definitely need. I am getting like text on one side and I've got comments in chat. So I got to correct this because people are losing their mind. I made a mistake. My goodness, once in a while I do. It wasn't Les Schwab. That happens to be my favorite tire store, which is about 10 miles from where I am at. They sell the best tires in the Northwest and have the best customer service. So they just got a great pitch. It was Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab is the bald-headed, maniacal fool that thinks that everybody's going to be digitally wired in. So my mistake, not Les Schwab. Get your tires at Les Schwab. Great people. They're all over the Northwest. Get your insanity from Klaus Schwab. He's part of the World Economic Forum. And his uh, his bedroom buddy is Harari. I don't even want to go further on that one. That's about enough to make you want to throw up your dinner. All right, Patriots, before we go any further, it's time to bring on and introduce you to someone who is very adept at and understanding and has spent time on the border to really give us a first eye view of what's really going on, Christy Hutcherson. Patriots, we have a very special guest today. Her name is Christy Hutcherson, and uh, she is the founder of Women Fighting for America, which is actually surprising the type of work she's done. She has literally traveled the entire 2,000 miles of the southern border and hundreds of miles of our northern border, which we too often forget. She's carried out over 43 border missions and is literally one of the lead experts right now on the crisis of border trafficking, human sex trafficking, organ trafficking, child exploitation, child sex trafficking, and also works boldly to empower other women to be involved in this fight. Christy, good afternoon. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So let's start a little bit with you. Let's give us a little background on who you are. Well, you know, first and foremost, I am a Christian and I was called to this uh, by my Lord and Savior, Um, because if you would have asked me three years ago, if this is what I would be doing, I would have said you're crazy. Uh, But when you're called uh, duty, you you suit up like a good soldier does and you get into the fight because that's what we're in right now. We are in a fight um, to save the heart and soul of our nation, of our country. And ultimately, um, you know, America is the beacon of light and hope for the world. And when she does fall, there is no place to run and hide. And so I have a very serious vested interest in protecting um, this country we love that has been given me so much. And so, um, you know, my private sector world, I kind of keep it out of of the limelight and out of the spotlight uh, for numerous reasons uh, because of what I am now called to do. Uh, there's massive security risk in, in what we uncover, me and my team. And so um, I just can say I've been blessed with some very special skill sets and some individuals around me who have those same special skill sets and who are fighting uh, to expose the corruption that this administration is openly utilizing to destabilize America as we know it. So let's talk a little bit about that. You've traveled both the northern and the southern border. So let's begin with the southern border. Let's talk about some of the things you're seeing, the risks that we're facing, and some of the most pressing issues in our weeks and months ahead. The southern border is pretty much wide open. if, If you haven't realized that, you've been living under a rock these last two plus years that this administration has taken hold. Uh, we have major national security crisis on the border, let alone the humanitarian perspective on the on the southern border. Um, it also occurs on the northern border, but we'll kind of focus in on the southern border right now. Uh, we have transnational terrorism uh, going on right now at our southern border. We have uh, unrestricted warfare. We have weapons of mass destruction pouring into our country as we speak right now. And the drug cartels, that would be plural, these multi-criminal organizations have full, complete operational control of our southern borders. And it's not just staying at our southern borders. They have full operational control into all 50 states because of this administration has allowed this to go on. 
We have Border Patrol, ICE, DHS, law enforcement agencies who are overworked, overwhelmed, and some of them taking their own lives due to the policies of this administration. And just recently, one of the numbers, another, I think, 47 terrorists have been found. Uh, we have over 2,000 getaways. And I believe, by the way, that number is actually not the real true numbers because I have traveled the full 2,000 miles border. I've been to no man's land. I've been to these areas where me and my team have personally witnessed on film and footage that we've captured uh, cartels bringing in terrorists and other nefarious actors into this country. But let's just go by their numbers. You've got 2,000 getaways. Getaways are those individuals who do not want to be caught. These could be terrorists, rapists, murderers, drug cartels, you name it, bad players coming in. Um, if Now, times that by 365 days, just in two years alone, you have 1. almost 1.5 million getaways on the southern border who have come through our nation. That That's alarming. So my job and my team's job is to go into the field and expose as much as this as we can rescue as many children and women from the atrocities as well while we're down there and expose this corruption uh, by this administration. This problem doesn't just start with this administration. It goes way back. And the persistence on both parties to keep this border open is always the same game. It's one party, two faces, where ultimately the wranglings on the border benefit the cash flow probably on the dark side and likely uh, other cash flows for dark projects that the agency has been doing. What's your thoughts on that? A hundred percent. So you always want to follow the money. Um, we know for a fact that there's politicians who are caught up in, in this uh, criminal activity. Uh, they've campaigns have been donated to judges have been compromised. And by the way, most of the time, a lot of these judges and different politicians, they're actually gotten to prior to them running in an election year. So you can't um, really look at the money. It, it makes it harder to follow the money trail, right? Of who's who's giving to uh, their campaigns. So they're bought off. Arizona is one of those examples right now. You see it through some of the judges um, with some of these lawsuits with with the um, with the election system, right? Uh, you look at Governor Ducey. I, I'd like to ask Governor Ducey, and I was invited to Governor Ducey's office, and I did a briefing actually at his office back in March with the with 27 sheriffs and and senators and et cetera. But I would like to ask Ducey, how do you sell a two million plus dollar home that that's what it's worth for eight million dollars? Skybridge. So we know for a fact that there is a lot of law enforcement, not all law enforcement. There's so many good guys out there, but unfortunately, Border Patrol, some of them are on the take. Um, they get $15,000 to $20,000 in supplemental income. Politicians, businessmen, they've been bought off. And so we have to follow the money. And that's one of the reasons why we have to uh, tag these criminal organizations, these cartels as terrorist organizations so we can start looking back and peeling back the onions and following where the money's going and who is going to. What is going on with the children at the border? We have an enormous amount of children that are arriving without their real parents. We have children that are, once they come into the system, they pretty much vanish. There's a nagging questions on a couple ends of this. Where are they coming from in South America and how are we getting so many quote orphans into our border and not seeing a reciprocal issue or at least a crisis of childrenless parents in the southern countries. And yet when they arrive here, the children pretty much all disappear. Well, you know, this is a very lucrative business. The cartels are making more money off of human trafficking right now than they are off of drug trafficking and smuggling. And so you've got uh, countries, you have 174 plus nations, first and foremost, that are coming over. You have countries within those countries that are very poor countries. So it's very easy to first and foremost, possibly manipulate the parents, kidnap these children, uh, you threaten the families. There's multiple reasons why and how children get uh, kidnapped and absorbed into these caravans and then disappear. I know when me and my team are down there and we're interviewing uh, all of these single adult males who there's a huge breakup. Uh, there must be a lot of breakups and, and divorces right now in Central and South America because they are coached to say, my wife left me, my girlfriend left me, and then they're left with these children. If you look at some of our footage and, and videos, uh, you'll see that these children are heavily drugged. Um, we were down doing an operation at the border McGall in the RGV sector, 
And we couldn't even get the children's pupils to dilate, let alone when we picked up their little lifeless arm, it just dropped. And this is under the eye, the watchful eye of our own law enforcement and national guardsmen. It is disgusting. And when challenged, um, they still just allow it to happen and facilitate this. Uh, so we have organ harvesting as well. And that's a dirty little secret that most people don't want to talk about. But we have what we call slaughterhouses, and they're set up strategically on the other side of the border. And some children and, and young adults are, are picked out of these caravans to go to these slaughterhouses. And unfortunately, you know, you don't live if you don't have a heart. So they're slaughtered for their organs and then sold on the black market. Uh, Colombia is a huge, is another huge source of, of human organ trafficking as well. And this is going on, and this is just part of the travesty of these open border policies that this administration has. What has changed since Trump left office? Because I know Trump opened a war against this trafficking system. He gave the EOs to provide that support. But we also, from what my intelligence is telling me, is that they had no place to, to hand off the children. There was such an overwhelming number of children that they were retrieving that they had to turn them back over to the UN and essentially just recycle them. Now, is this currently under the previous administration? Under President Trump. Okay. Well, under President Trump, yes, there was a whole bunch. But one of the things I do want to want to point out, and you know, we had this huge uproar. You remember the left was screaming, and Elon Omar was screaming about kids in cages and all this crazy stuff. In reality, the policies of the previous administration, and by the way, this is not political for me. I don't care who sits in the White House. It's about policies and agendas and constitution. And so, when you look at the policies that were in place. What Trump was doing by separating these children from who they claimed to be their parents, he was actually DNA testing, right, to find out if those children actually did belong to those parents, because nine times out of 10, they do not. And they're trafficked. Um, they're cycled. They, they wear t- now they're being more sophisticated. They used to have bracelets on. Now children have very specific tattoos, some tattoos on their eyelids, things like that. Um, and every time we hand them back over to whether it's the United Nations, whether it's an NGO, um, which are these Catholic charities, Bethany Christian Services, you've got processing centers all set up along the border. These individual organizations also are part of the human trafficking rings. There are volunteers and people at the higher levels in some of these organizations who actually work for the traffickers. And we've also got this on footage and film, and we can prove this that they are that children disappear into our system. Same thing with DHS. Um, and they disappear into our own systems because they are part of the trafficking. And the only way that we are going to stop this insane, disgusting, vile acts against children, young children, is to close our borders down, shut them down, and secure our borders. We actually do have a plan um, to to actually stop human trafficking at its core. Uh, We are working on that currently right now after looking at this problem for two years. And it is a bold, uh, courageous um, activity that we are going to partake in. But I do not want to see one more child raped, um, little girl with 22 men's different semens in them. I've been to the Mexican highway the rape trees, the stash houses. And I can tell you as, as a woman, as a, as a mom, it, it, it changes you and you get angry. And I'm very angry that this is allowed to go on under both watch of the Republicans and the Democrats. Yeah. I think that's the key piece. And it's not singling out any, at this point, it's not singling out anybody other than the fact that there's been an, and I put the emphasis on Congress and Senate because there's been a dysfunction, intentional dysfunction of allowance of this to persist while they go on with a public debate endlessly about some sort of fake need to have a human right across that border while they perpetuate a narrative to divide with a woke culture that believes somehow that everybody needs a human right and have no understanding of what the consequence of this trafficking is. And then that's perpetuated by a media narrative that continually reinforces the idea that coming here is a good idea. In your approach of what you're doing, how are you going to go after that piece, the the narrative, the narrative piece? Because at this point in time, regardless of our alternative media, mainstream media still holds a predominant narrative in that space. 
we have to shift the mindset of the average American person. We have to put the onus back on us, right? Um, we have to stand up and we need to be a voice for the voiceless. They can't speak for themselves. And so I know me and my organization, we've pretty much taken our kid gloves off. We show the horrific stuff. Um, we show violent uh, pictures because I believe that we have to understand what this, how big and enormous this problem is. And you're right. Politicians aren't moving. It's, it's a bunch of rhetoric. And we could actually close our borders down right now within a 24 to 48 hour period and have complete operational control again of our borders. I know when me and my team are um, on board, we've done nine proof of concepts across Arizona and Texas um, with different sheriffs and law enforcement agencies. Uh, Fox News caught us doing this one night. We have 100% detection and apprehension rate, 100% when me and my team are on the ground doing what we do with the special skill sets that we have and the technologies that we have. We can stop this completely from happening. We don't have anybody in Congress or in the Senate who have the will. And I'm going to even go one further. We don't have anybody in state houses who have the will to do so because these are just band-aids, right? Abbott's band-aiding this. We, we have a national security crisis on our hands. The humanitarian thing is one huge component of this and national security and human trafficking actually go hand in hand. And if you don't believe me, I will connect the dots to tell you how that happens. Um, first and foremost, from a national security perspective, the states have a constitution. And yes, immigration falls under federal. Let's let's give it to federal. But when, when immigration turns to national security interest, and now the American people and our sovereignty is at risk and is at stake, then the governors of these states can, can do something about this. And they can shut the borders down based on national security, period. We have terrorists. We know we have terrorists. And I'm going to talk about a tunnel that we just uncovered. And nobody's talking about this. This is probably the biggest national security breach and uncovered. And nobody's talking about this tunnel. I broke it two weeks before Christmas. It's the largest, most sophisticated tunnel ever found between Mexico and Arizona. This tunnel is 25 feet under the ground. It goes through a highly trafficked area where Border Patrol comes in and out. We have sensors there. We have camera systems there. This tunnel is fortified. It has walls and ceilings. It has a rail system. It has ventilation. It has fiber optics. It is three to four football fields long. It goes underneath a residential community, takes a left-hand turn and comes up inside one of those homes inside that residential community. When we were there breaking the story, we had a special agency within Homeland Security there. I was told two scientists from Washington, D.C. had flown in, plus the three-letter agency. They had this sealed off, and they had a small container, and you walked into this door, and you go down, and that takes you down into this tunnel. And I'm here to tell you, the individuals that we work with and our expert skill set, which I won't get into, we understand how tunnels are built. We understand what it takes to take to make this type of structure. And on top of that, we understand the technology on this sector of the chokehold of this of the border. And I'm gonna tell you right now, from our expert experience, our professional experience, there is no way our own personal federal government did not know that this tunnel existed, that it was there. So my question now turns to this. What is the federal government hiding? What were they utilizing this tunnel for currently going out and into the United States of America? And by the way, this wasn't the only tunnel that we uncovered while we were down there two weeks before Christmas. We also, three and a half hours from that very location, we discovered another tunnel. And have you heard one iota of this on any national news? You have not. What are we, who is covering up what? And we started delving in. When I see stuff like this, this gives me red flags. My spidey sense goes off. So what I did, I started pulling the last six months of any type of activity from um, aircraft to cargo ship containers coming in and out of Central and South America and Mexico. Then I started looking at what Biden did or didn't do, what policies, where was he and who is he meeting with? And I'm going to connect the dots on a more nefarious uh, problem and behavior by this administration and terrorist activity that the American people need to understand and know about. I was 
which you don't know. Um, part of one of my missions, I worked at uh, Asymmetric Warfare Group and was on the subterranean team developing future tactics and operational capabilities. I've traveled the globe looking at subterranean matters and how tunnels are built. Um, what you're describing there is the question is whether it was hand dug or whether they were using uh, some sort of a TBM, small scale TBM, which would be a tunnel boring machine. Do you know? Well, looking at it's 25 feet under the ground and to have reinforced wall ceilings, a rail system, um, all of the things and how big this tunnel is and how far it goes, they had to use some type of equipment which would vibrate the, the ground. Uh, there's probably no way around that. Um, so therefore, looking at the area that this was in uh, with the sensors and I mean, for, for example, I mean, you're, you're in this realm. Uh, we have technologies. I mean, I personally can see 10 plus miles into Mexico. Like <laughs> the, the, the equipment that we have, I, we're pretty sophisticated. And so this particular area, uh, there is no way that our government did not know that this tunnel existed. And actually, you're correct. I mean, there's that's it's not possible. So, but I think the other question, too, because there's a lot of focus on this administration and it's not putting any blame on anybody other than I mean, any particular administration but we know that the corruption is local as much as, as it is strategic. And the reason 100%. I bring this up is when we start getting into TBMs, the, an average TBM is about 3.3 meters, or I'm sorry, about 3.3 feet per day is how far it goes. So you can do a math on that and realize that that tunnel you're talking about at, with approximately three football fields, you're talking months of digging. And, mm -hmm. and, and that's under normal circumstances where you have regular construction crews. This is being done covertly because it can't draw attention from a residence. It's going to likely being used at its destination point where they'll be excavating and ex exiting the, a lot of the earth there under discrete areas like garbage bags in the back of trucks. And then there's going to be the entry point, which will probably be southern Mexico or southern border side. Mexico's side, which they'll be pulling out a lot of dirt there. So there's already active air surveillance in place. So there's a has to be a great deal of turn the other way while this is being done. And there has to be a great deal of top cover to keep this as well out of the media. These are the sort of obstacles you're going to continue to face in your challenge. And so how are we bypassing in your plan that you have in getting the plan to where this plan can execute and dealing with a corrupt government, a corrupt federal government with agencies that are doing the job to help cover it up? Well, you know, I believe that we just have to go around that, right? Um, as as somebody who works um, from the private sector, um, I'm not under the constraints and we will do the necessary within, um, within a legal manner <laughs> to make sure that we are uncovering what needs to uncover. Uh, the tunnels exist. This isn't anything new. And I've had so many people talk to me about this. You know, tunnels have been there for a long time. Yes, they have. We've had tunnels that literally F-150s can turn around in. And but they're short, right? Short bursts. They come. We have tunnels along um, the Arizona border where they've come up inside of Kentucky Fried Chickens, right? Uh, they use they will use anything and everything to hide their activities. Uh, but when you have this bold in your face where this particular tunnels are, uh, you have to come to these, the assumption that our government is complicit. We have known tunnels also along military bases that I'm not going to get into right now. We're, we are under a series of investigations right now, and me and my team will, we will, God breath in me, we will uncover the who, the why, and where. And that is my mission. Um, and we will find out who is supplying uh, the, the money and funding this, right? Uh, one of the interesting things that I wanted to talk about also is the who, one of the who's, and who are actually currently uh, working with cartels. When I looked at what Biden did, and if you look back in, I think it was around October, in, you know, instead of making America energy um, independent, efficient, like the previous administration did, uh, purposely taking out, you know, our our own uh, ability to be self-sufficient, which is part of the plan to destabilize America. Who did he go to? He went to a country called Venezuela. 
Venezuela is a, as we all know, is a horrific country, dictator, the people there are starving, communist. But who helps to fund, because I always look at the funding and the money. So who funds a lot of the Venezuelan government? That would be Iran. China as well, and Russia has, dabbles in there, but Iran is one of those players. So when I started looking at the airspace and who was flying in and out of Central and South America in the last six, seven months, one thing struck me and hit me pretty hard. There was an air, there was an airline called Fars Air Kashim. And that particular airline back in June and July of this past year, this summer, took off from Tehran. That airline was supposedly holding uh, auto parts on, the, on this US sanctioned airline. That airline came into Mexico, picked up a couple passengers, stayed in Mexico for a day, took off again and landed in Caracas, Venezuela. And then from Caracas, Venezuela, it went to Buenos Aires and landed in Buenos Aires. The only reason why we know the existence of this plane and what the true contents that were on this plane is because I believe of a, of a heroic guy, uh, Argentina prosecutor by the name of Geraldo Milman. He was a former head of criminal intelligence at the Ministry of Security, and now he's an opposition congressman. And this particular plane tried to refuel. And of course, because it's a US sanctioned flight plane, it did not get to be refueled. So this plane got confiscated. And I'm gonna talk about who was on this plane because this is extremely important. And I believe the president of both Buenos of Argentina, Alberto Fernandez and the vice president knew about this. So we have, in my estimation, leaders working with enemies of the United States of America. And so the captain of this plane was a board member, was one of the board members for Fars Air Kashim, but he also was a senior member of none other than the Iranians Revolutionary Guard, AKA Cud Forces. This plane had technology, equipment, cyber intelligence, operational base type equipment on there. It had picked up in Venezuela, five agents who are Venezuelan cyber defense experts on this plane. This plane did not have auto parts on it. Um, we also know following with our capabilities in Central and South America, we have discovered that the Iranian forces, the Revolutionary Guard, had been working hand in hand and setting up training camps in Mexico with the cartels. So we have Iran's Revolutionary Guard in Mexico working with the cartels. We have cyber defense military grade equipment with cyber experts who know how to operate this type of uh, defense equipment flying in and out of Mexico, Venezuela, and Buenos Aires. If this does not trigger some type of major alarm within our own government agencies, I'm not sure what else will. Yep, I would agree. This is a, we have a major crisis. I think what you're mapping out here is what's most important for people to realize is that the reliance and expectation that the government's going to come to their rescue is part of the PSYOP. And the only real rescue to this nation is the efforts of the things like you're doing with private teams, private sector, individual citizens standing up and just absolutely having to defy a government that has become a complete tyranny as our founding fathers we would refer to it as a despotic government. It's out of control and it's truly become what they anticipated. Let's shift a little bit here. I want to go to the northern border. It's not often considered, and you've done a lot of work up there. It's an area that uh, we consider Canada to be a friendly northern ally, and we don't consider the permeation of that border up there. Well, the misunderstanding that Canada is an ally of the United States of America is a misconception. They, Under this leadership, Trudeau, it 100% is not. The Canadian people are wonderful, and they are wondering where America is right now. On the northern border, you have Canada actively, Trudeau and his and his cronies, actively working with none other than both um, the Chinese military and government, um, as well as now we know that there are Russian forces, um, military guys working 
and training also in Canada. By the way, they're also in Nicaragua and Central and South America as well. Um, there's uh, several areas, upstate New York specifically, I'm going to kind of hone in on there. Uh, this administration had purchased property. There's also another major Chinese businessman who purchased property up in this little region that nobody's ever heard of in New York, upper New York state on the border of Canada. There's a uh, river there. Um, and we have, we have intel and photographs of both Chinese and Russian military in military garb crossing the northern border, coming in and doing um, operations and meeting with uh, other players here in the United States. So our northern border is not secure. It is wide open, has been wide open. And I think it's been probably one of the most um, under the radar uh, areas where we're bringing in a lot of nefarious activity uh, because everything's been, you know, look over here at the southern border, look over here, look over here. And that's typically a, uh, attack a military tactic. You want to look over here while you're doing something else someplace else. And so we've had our eyes on that area and make no mistake, we have Russian and we have Chinese who have hundred percent infiltrated with the United Nations, by the way, I believe uh, on our Northern borders. So let's, un let's untangle something here, which I think is pretty important. We know that the Pentagon has supported over 40 some bioweapons labs in the Ukraine, which are targeted specifically at white Russians on the border with Ukraine to do racial cleansing, ethnic cleansing, using biogenetic weapon systems. We are uncovering now in Taiwan that there is upwards of over a thousand bioweapons labs there. Both of these have been used to leverage and keep countries hostage. So in this sense, we have a government that's run rogue against the will of the people trying to hold two other major players in the world do you see this as a organization with this administration that's coming at us, or do you think that this could be a reprisal for attempting to destroy their own nations with bioweapons? That's a very interesting question. Um, maybe a combo. Maybe a little bit of both from column A and column B. Um, you know, we have, we have a World Economic Forum. We have an IMF. We have... NATO, we have the United Nations. Uh, you just saw all of the players to be, you know, meeting in Davos. And when I look at the the individuals who descended um, upon Davos, Switzerland, um, you know, these are the these are the so-called leaders of of both the free Western world and and others. And there is a plan in place. And you know, whether it be through, uh, you know, bioterrorism, I which what do you think some of these tunnels are going to be used for smuggling in bioterrorism, um, you know, weapons, small nuclear devices. I mean, there's just so many things that can be smuggled in. Um, you know, they believe that we are overpopulated. They have a, they have a plan in place. You hear Bill, the Bill Gates of the world. They don't even hide it anymore. They come out and they say what they're going to do. It's just a matter of whether or not, you know, we, we actually get our heads out of the sand and believe that this is, the plan, you know, why would they want to kill half of humanity? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a complicated equation, I think, but I think the people, um, those who really truly wake up and understand the bigger picture, um, they're going to get it. And hopefully 10% of us will be able to stand and, and push back the 90%. These people coming across the border are not required to meet any sort of vaccine standards. Is that correct? That's correct. As a matter of fact, um, if you if you look along the southern border as well, interestingly enough, there's plasma banks all set up along the southern border, like literally right over the port of entries. And you'll see lines and lines of, uh, of Mexicans or Central Americans coming over the border through the ports of entry, standing in these long lines twice a week, by the way, to give their plasma. Um, so that's another interesting story in itself that we won't unpack today, but, uh, you know, they don't have the same restrictions as we do. Very interesting. I do want to get into that at some point. That's really good. So not the things that we're looking at right now in this shakeup and my biggest concern when we, everything you're describing, I don't, is accurate. Not that it's not that I'm concerned about that, but that it's part of a bigger play to create enough chaos to ultimately achieve the 
bigger agenda, which is to make people distrust their government and ultimately turn towards a savior in the form of the UN or of a very influential figure that would be able to lead them back to peace and in so doing give up their rights. Right now, there's a there has to be a challenge you're facing in getting people to mobilize. I know you have a team, but are you are you facing like so many others the the awareness issue of the criticality of this and the importance of standing right now and taking action? Me per se, uh, my followers, I would say 95%, they get it. They understand because I pretty well lay it out and visuals are kind of pretty powerful. I go live. I go live for numerous reasons when I'm doing operations. Um, But at the end of the day, the biggest obstacle and the hurdle that we personally face, you know, is, is the financial aspect, right? What we do costs a lot of money to be out here. And I pretty much fund almost this myself, along with some of my partners who just write off hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of their, their time and skill sets. Um, but at some point, you know, you, you can't keep doing that, right? We, we have to pay our mortgages. Um, but again, I believe that the human spirit if given clear directive, and I think that that's what they're waiting for right now. I don't see a leader. I'm going to be honest with you. And I'm, I'm very blessed to be around some pretty incredible people that, during this journey, but no, no disrespect to any of them, but there's no clear leadership. And I, what I mean by that is we have to stop him hawing around. We have to stop with the kid glove. America, we're intelligent, right? People are pretty smart. And I think that they can handle more than people say that they can handle. Um, And they don't have to be, you know, fed a little bit here and a little bit here like a bird. I believe that we need to rip off the Band-Aid and show the stripes in the wounds just where they are. Like our founding fathers did. You know, it takes a lot of courage to stand up and we need to start living fearlessly. I I quit living in fear and believe me, I have all the people probably, I have a lot to be fearful of. I have bounties on my head right now and not just by the way from the cartel, Um, our government and other entities would like no more than to take me out and shut me up and shut me down. And I do live with that every single day, but I live fearlessly. And the reason why is because I look at history and I look at the foundation of this nation. I look at the sacrifice so many good men and women did before me down to our founding fathers when they signed the death warrant the day that they signed this declaration of independence. Freedom does come at a price. Freedom is not free. And whether or not our children, our grandchildren and their children's children are going to live in a free world, breathe free air, be able to speak freely and grow up the way that I grew up. All is in the hands of us. That's a pretty powerful uh, responsibility. And I take it seriously. And I think America, you need to stop worrying about what the government can and cannot do to you. Because at the end of the day, if we are all standing up strong, firm, unified, one voice, pushing back, saying no more, they can't take us all out. That's what they're afraid of. Why do you think J6 was made such a display that it was? There was no insurrection. I was there. There was, it, it was an operation, a military operation, but on the other side, 100%, if anybody understands uh, operations CIA and operatives and how governments work and how they how they try to overthrow things and control narratives. You understood exactly what really took place. And make no mistake, so do many of our congressmen and women. They're just acting stupid for a reason because they, they're in on it, some of them. But that was not about Trump. That was about, they're worried that if we, the people of the United States of America, we, the people of the world, who love freedom and liberty, got together and said, we're not going to allow you to do this anymore to us. They would lose. And that's my hope. 
What do you say to somebody? Because we run into a lot of them, and it, I would say that uh, people that are awakening, that are new to awakening, and they have no framework to even process this idea that there is extreme child sex trafficking, that there is ritual rape, abuse, and torture. There is our organ harvesting of kids. How do you establish that to prove to them or at least awaken them to accepting the truth that those things aren't just real, but they're a critical part of the entire functioning of our economy? Well, you know, you hope through the videos, you hope through the story of the photos that are shown, uh, the lives that we do when we're in the field to show them the atrocities that are taking place, that the scales would come off their eyes. But, you know, at the end of the day, I don't, you can lead a horse to water, but you can never make them drink, right? Um, people are fundamentally going to believe what they want to believe even when truth is right in front of them. It's not my job to make you believe or not believe. I will do my best to show you the facts. What you do and decide to do with those facts, that is on you. For evil to continue to prevail, good men, good women will sit by and they will do nothing. And I'm hoping that we have enough good men and women out there who are willing to stand up and be a voice in the darkness. Where does your relationship in Christ come into all of this? Oh, it's everything. 100% everything. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. I, I literally heard an audible from the Lord uh, th over three years ago in my backyard when I was having a Bible study. I stepped down as CEO of my company and walked away from everything. And I mean everything. I haven't had a salary in three years. I lost contracts. Um and I've sacrificed a great deal uh, professionally and personally. I lost family members, didn't get to hold their hands, but I fight on the front lines. I fight in this battle. My family fled Stalin. I'm a Russian Jew on my mother's side of the family. Uh, my family were thrown in the gulag. Some of them didn't make it out of those gulags. My family told me those stories. I remember them and I fight for freedom. With every last breath, I'm willing to take a bullet for my nation because freedom's not free. And when we forget that, then we forgot who we are. And Christ is part of that for me. He has given me a great task. We are born warriors. Um, I have a battle plan on my website. It's called Battle Ready. I think as Christians, we forget who we are. And we are daughters and sons of the one true king. And guess who's afraid of me? Satan, the evil people. They actually quake in their shoes when I walk into a room because I command and exude the authority of Christ. And that's why I live fearlessly. Because God knows the day of my birth and he knows the day I'm going home. What I decide to do in between those bookends is what I will be judged for. And it will also decide my heavenly home. And the only man that I answer to is not man. I answer to God and God alone. And that's what we need to start doing. Where can people find your website? They can go to, they can search women fighting for America, women fighting for America, or they can go directly to W. F as in Frank, F as in Frank, A as in alpha dot W I N that's W F F A dot W I N because we are going to win. We a hundred percent are going to win and we have to become battle ready. We were born in a spiritual battle. We were born in a war and the prize is heaven. That's who the dragon wants, but we need to put on the full armor of God and suit up properly. And we need to fight. And I believe we will win. God is waiting for us Christians to get off our knees and get in this battle. I would agree with that 100%. We always close with a prayer. So if it's okay with you, we'll do a prayer. Absolutely. Father God, we're really blessed today to have this meeting with Christy and just thank her for her voice and her courage to continue to expose 
what is truly one of the greatest horrors of our time, which is the exploitation, abuse, and sacrifice of innocence, especially the young and the newborn children. This is a time when a nation needs to rise, and we just pray for the awakening of hearts to realize that we have a responsibility in this hour to stand to the line, to raise the sword of the Spirit, to arm ourselves with the sword of steel, and to prepare to make a stand no matter the cost, to do so in the name of you, to do so in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and to do so in the name of kingdom and the Holy Spirit. Father, this is a time now that we ask for your blessing to continue to protect those that are doing this work, the hard work and the risk, life-risking work of trying to expose these truths. And as they do, ask for your blessing and resources to allow them to continue and equally to allow their message to resonate even with those that have hardened hearts and seem to deny the truth that stands before them. May this be an hour and may this be a time that the truth resonates deeper than ever, that your presence touches the deep darkness within people's hearts to awaken them to the reality that stands before us and that the love and power of Christ and the banner under which we fight brings them off their knees and takes the line to stand firmly against this evil and ultimately destroy it. We ask these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I would like to, if I may, really quick, um, you know, God said something to me, and I want the listeners out there to have hope in something. We do know who wins. We know who wins the ultimate war. But the battles and the outcomes of the battles, God has left to our hands. And that's why it's so critical that we get off our knees. Prayer is important. We need to pray every day. But then we need to suit up put on the full armor. And you know, when God called me to do this, when I tell you, nobody knew my name, nobody but God. And he, and I asked him that question. I said, you know, God, I'm not equipped. I'm not qualified. And I'm a nobody, but I'm going to say yes. And when I say yes, I'm all in this time, hundred percent, no matter where that leads me. And he whispered in my ear and he said to me, Christy, I'm calling the nobodies because the somebodies haven't been doing their job. So all of you nobodies out there, you are the answer because you are somebody in Jesus Christ and he needs you on the battlefield. Very well said. A message that I talk about a lot. So it's nicely, nicely compliments and feathers in with the perpetual message we have going on here. The importance of every single voice. And it's a time that no matter how small your influence or how big it's a time to be standing and listening to the word of God as he guides us, because this is a time to listen to the call and answer the call. It's been a great interview today. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you. God bless you and God bless the United States. God bless. Have a, a great day. We'll talk soon. Patriots, that was Christy Hutcherson and really quite an amazing person here that's done an amazing amount of work down on the border and a great voice to bring truth to this problem. I think the underlying theme that we all have to start coming to grips with is that this government is out of control. And the more that the awakening continues to spread, the more that this government will go into self-preservation mode. Its desire is to protect itself because it knows that the consequences that it will be held accountable for crimes unspeakable. So right now, we all have to start coming to greater decisions. We're all at junctures in our lives. Each one of us has to start deciding what we will sacrifice. How much do you desire to have a country again? How much do you love the principle of a nation built on the footing of God? And so we are at that point, each one of us having to make these decisions of how far we will go. That true decision and where you go and how you walk is resting in your relationship with Father God. And God will guide each one of us. And God will guide each of our hands towards justice. But justice will be returned to this nation and to this world. And it must. A nation that cannot protect its children or nurture its elderly has no future. And I'm not going to live in a nation like that, and nor will you. It is our time. This is our day. And this is our hour to hear the call and answer the call for what God needs us to do and to do with him to restore this beautiful land, land given to us to be stewarded by him, 
back to a place where he is once again on the throne and government is subordinate to us. Have a very blessed evening. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, tonight there is no kilted Christian. Duncan is dealing with intermittent power outages and poor internet as a result tonight. He'll continue, he'll resume as soon as things stabilize in the frost-bitten, frozen world of Texas, which is where we all expected a snowstorm to come during global warming, of course. (laughs) So I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. 
We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.